Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, let's do this. This is the Man Fuse podcast. I am Kay Lee, audio producer, voice artist, sitting here with my co-host, Ben H. Good day. So today on the Man Fuse podcast, I've heard of some crazy ways to garner attention, but I've never heard one like this, and it involves a gaboon viper, a snake with the longest fangs in the world. We're going to talk about the word monkeypox and its so-called racial undertone. And should our listener get into a relationship with somebody who has abuse in her past? And we're going to close out the show with an unsolved mystery, a cold case. Where is Aunt Melba? But first, we want to give a huge thanks to our listeners. Absolutely. We have listeners that have now been established in Europe. All across the U.S. and Australia. We can't thank you Africa. enough. Brazil is still hating on us a little Brazil's, bit. We hadn't broke through the firewall of we Brazil. We have not penetrated <laughs> the firewall of Brazil. There's That's all been, right. I think we've had one listener. But seriously, though, we have so much fun doing this. And it's just such a cool thing. To, you guys are enjoying it. I get feedback all the time from people saying, hey, great job. Keep going. And for us, we love doing it. and We have a great time. We just really appreciate it your attention yeah you taking the time out of your day to press play on something that we've created i can't think of a better compliment so ben and i have known each other for about 20 years yeah and when we get together chemistry is born it's magic we could just be sitting around with no microphone and making ourselves laugh for hours and so when i hit up ben and i said listen think we need to do a podcast. I need you, dude. And that's where Man Fused was born. I thought it was a great idea. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I'm, I read a lot. I, I do a lot. And Kaylee and I always have highly intellectual conversations for us. And, and immature conversations. And immature ones as well. Uh, yeah. Decades <laughs> of immaturity still going to this moment right now. Decades of making girls roll their eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, So if you have any thoughts, concerns, show topic ideas, drama in your life, share what you got at manfuse.com. Yeah, we Uh, read them. We love them. I weep at night to some of them. (laughs) wonder how our boy is doing that. uh, What was his name? Damien. Yeah. Yeah. How's Damien? (laughs) Girlfriend said he wasn't as big. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't. Or no, he'd never be number one well, in the right, dick department. Right. Or you talking just a about? You talking about was it Eric a couple of weeks back who wanted to get pegged? <laughs> 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 
Yeah, uh, I forgot about. I thought I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an honorable mention right there. We need hey, to send him a bill. I got nothing against it. It's just yeah. not my bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not your man bag. <laughs> Speaking of, where is your man bag, Ben? Have you given up the man purse? Of course not. Now okay. I've gotten to the point where I literally lock it in my truck. Oh, that way I only have to carry my keys in my pocket. Oh. Yes. So you come into our studio. And you don't have all of your items. No accoutrements. No accoutrements. So, did somebody insult your man bag? And no, are no, you feeling actually, self-conscious about it's, it? It's, it's interesting you bring it up because there is a little self-conscious aspect occurring right now as it pertains to the man bag. It's about the condition of the man bag itself. It's just getting worn down. You, you don't feel it represents the high quality no. and flashiness. It's not even flashiness. It's just cool you know i don't want it to look dingy so i found a guy he's going to repair it for me and uh because this is from italy so correct. it's worth saving oh this thing i want to wear it out over the next 20 30 well, years but it has to be held together tightly yes you know? know you can't like be losing no shit. i'm definitely not off the man bag i'm actually more into it now than ever oh. because i'm learning how to pack it <laughs> <laughs> It's like you're going. Is it camping. more efficient to put the wallet in the front or the wallet in oh. the back? Yeah, like what should you, the keys go with the wallet or should the keys go with the phone? There's two distinct pockets. You should ask your wife, who has a purse, who has been using a purse all of her life. She should probably be able. But then again, some women's purses are yeah. complete nightmares. Yeah, I, I, you know, for me, it's all about organic growth, just like the podcast. Okay, yeah, that's what we're going for yeah. here. <laughs> All right, so today we're going to- I gonna... would like a lizard skin one. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> Black <A> lizard skin. <laughs> I want a diamondback rattlesnake. <laughs> with the rattlesnake head. Oh, dude, speaking of which, I was with a good buddy of mine this past weekend. We went and stayed at their home for an evening. We were talking about how scary snakes were. Back at the River House, which we detailed a few yes. episodes back, that Ben's wife had a encounter with a potential poisonous water moccasin. Definitely poisonous. This person, I've invited him to come on the show. The owner. Oh, I would love to have him on. He had a pet rattlesnake that he used to take around town with him. Shut the fuck up. He had a pet gaboon viper. Shut up. And he had the uh, venom glands disconnected. But the snake didn't know that it had its venom glands disconnected. I didn't know that you could disconnect the oh, venom yeah. gland. A gaboon viper, yeah. those things are sick. He said he'd take it places, and it would curl up. And he'd, like, take it in stores. Shut And it up. would curl up and get like this and start rattling. Does he have and pictures? People, he, he show said you people pictures? losing their fucking mind. And then he said he could go and pick it up while it was rattling. And did he have pic does he have pictures of this motherfucker? I'm sure somewhere, dude. Let's get West on. Let's get West on. Oh, there he is. Ben. Wes, I was wondering if you might maybe find a good place and stop for a minute. I've got you on the Man Fused podcast right now with Kay Lee. What's up, brother? We're live, and we wanted oh. to talk about the uh, <laughs> the pet snakes. Pretty blown away by the story Ben just told me about this viper that you had as a pet snake. So you had two of them, two different snakes. Yeah, at different times, I had two different snakes. Um, Why not a ferret? Why didn't you just get a ferret or something like that, West? I mean, you're you're a manly man. <laughs> I mean, like you are you have bigger balls than the both of us. Like, hey, I'm, I want that poisonous viper <laughs> to hang out with. <laughs> well, 
yeah, the, the thing is that that's not a that's you know a snake is a cool pet, and when you're in college, you want to be perceived as as cool as possible. That's pretty and badass. Thought, you know those those were cool. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> they are fucking cool. <laughs> pretty fucking cool. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Both of them had their fangs. The Gaboon Viper has the longest fangs of any snake in the world. They do. Wow. Uh, and it's, it's in the top 10 deadliest snakes in the world, too. So the Gaboon Viper has over two inch long fangs. And they have like, they wow. have kind of horn like looking things on the top yeah, of their head. Got like a horn on, yeah, exactly. I know exactly which one you're talking about. And they have crazy patterns. Like their, their colors yeah. are amazing. It yeah, looks like yeah. there's like a form of tile yeah, or something crazy. like that. That is nuts. So did you have, so you bought the snake and had its glands disconnected? I don't even remember how I met this guy. Dr. Blankenship at Auburn University, big bet school. Um, I met this guy and I told him what I wanted to do. I was like, you know, I want to get these poisonous snakes, but I want to be able to handle them. You know, I'm still going to be able to feed them, you know, like they don't really need their, their venom, but I, I want to be able to hold these poisonous snakes and like show them to people like a normal snake. And I said, can you give them like a snake vasectomy? Oh my God. You know, and then he's like, yeah, I think I can do that. And he did this on a couple of snakes that I had. The first one being the Western Diamondback. I'll tell you what's crazy is neither one of these snakes ever tried to bite. Me. That's amazing, dude. They didn't know that they were fixed. Do you have like a place in your mind when you would go to pick this thing up? First of all, I don't care. I, I just probably wouldn't do it. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't fucking do it. But in order for me to do that, like if someone had a gun to my head and said, no, no, you're, you're picking that snake up. Well, you would just go on everything you've I would seen be on so TV. on alert. Well, you would try to do it. Get them behind their head and fucking hold their mouth down and <laughs> fucking, but it's getting to that point, you but know. Wes is talking about, I mean, this thing was his friend. I mean, you he just what? crawled up on him like I, Adam I, and Eve. You know, <laughs> You're like all clear. There's a small chance we think. that it grow back, you know, like they still have poison, they still have things, so there was always that chance, but I tell you the coolest thing that I ever did in Auburn what was really popular was these CD stores where they would sell like used uh, CDs or you'd take your CDs in there and chain them out. Or oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'd rip you off. place in town. Yeah, they'd rip you off. They'd yeah, give you five I, I cents for a I these guys, seat. you know, so I was like, I'm going to scare the fuck out of these guys. <laughs> uh, so I took yes. that rattlesnake in there and I put it on the counter and that thing coiled up because it's an unfamiliar place and started rattling, dude. All the people in the store about shit themselves and ran out of the store and i could pick that thing up and it'd just be rattling man it had probably like a good 10 rattles on it but yeah, that's uh, badass so it'd be curled yeah. up in your hand like rattling yeah like yeah. don't come near my master how, how big was he i mean like how long yeah what well, did you feel that did you ever feel that he was protecting you no no man i just felt this thing was like you know doing what it did i mean I, i'm that's just so surprised scary. i never got bit not I mean, even not know? even a dry bite not even a nibble, man. These well, things were like... Well, he knew you as his they... friend. He befriended you, and you befriended him. So why would you bite your friend? I, I wouldn't bite I, Ben. I, I He's sitting across can... from me. <laughs> I don't think you can befriend a reptile, dude. I don't think their brains work that way. Well, yeah. you did, apparently. Think... You're like a snake whisperer. Yeah. Maybe so. I, I think it's just... Here's what I do think. I think that animals sense fear... Yeah. You put off a certain smell, you act nervous, whatever. So I'd probably get bit the shit out of me. Yeah, because yeah. you'd shit your pants, and he'd I'd smell like, that. I'd be like, I'm so scared, <laughs> and then he'd bite me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Absolutely. <laughs> Wes would be like, hey, what's up, bro? Come here. Yeah, and he'd just be here. like, all right, cool. Come here. Come here, oh, come here little fella. <laughs> I well, I'll feed your rat. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I hear you have a Go bunch ahead. of snakes to tame in your own yard up in the mountains. Yeah, we, we have come across a few snakes up there. I've, I've tried to catch them. Uh, <laughs> something changes. Your sense of self-preservation yeah. becomes a little stronger. Yeah. You, become, you realize your mortality. Yeah. You know, and so... We all become a little bit more like bitches. <laughs> all yeah. of us. Dude, I, 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 don't, I don't know that I would just grab a random snake that could be a water snake or could be a water moccasin. Yeah. Because they look very similar. Yeah. I don't think that I would do that no. at this point in my life. I would have to know that it was a non-poisonous snake. I've sure. heard of good ways to attract attention and, and, and chicks, but well, that is great. Well, we appreciate your time. Call me anytime. I love it. Oh, awesome. Right, Talk hey, to you soon. All right, guys. Be right, good, brother. Later, man. Dude, he's a pimp. Yeah. I mean, he is. He's a pimp. <laughs> guy's a beast. Uh, yeah, he is a beast. Yeah. I mean, I would have never thought yeah. of that angle. It's insane, man. Yeah. I mean, to have... A gaboon viper. Viper, yeah. yeah. It's a fucking viper. Two-inch fangs. Yeah. As Longest in the world. As a pet. Yeah. Just the simple fact that he was like, okay, I want to have its glands disconnected from its fangs so it can't Well, he said he me. just happened to meet the guy that worked at the veterinary school at Auburn who told him he could do this. Done. I'll take a rattlesnake. <laughs> where the fuck does he get it? <laughs> well, like, where do I even go to buy that? I don't know. I guess you can probably buy them. Yeah, I'm sure you can. You could probably order them. I don't even know that those are indigenous to this area oh yeah a gaboon viper no no rattlesnake well rattlesnakes are all over the gaboon US. viper that's more of an exotic situation i think so yeah. i mean what a freaking crazy thing yeah what man. if somebody had like a black mamba oh i'm sure they do it could be your neighbor and like kept it in their house i'm sure they do it could Dude, be your neighbor i can't handle that kind of shit bro i'm scared of snakes you know what the world is becoming a bunch of fucking pussies. In broad terms, yes. You can't say anything anymore. We well, have. You can. <clears throat> well, right, but you're going to get ousted. By you're going to get stoned. Yeah, and that's my whole thing. <clears throat> By who? But there's the fear of what? Of the. I'm just saying. You're right. The fear is present. Public. Public scrutiny. Scrutiny. The fear of public scrutiny by. But it's to whoever the point. Whoever could put you on blast. So that it would matter. We talked about this on the show. Yeah. COVID, some of the media attention is, has gone away and focused on other things. Yeah. And, and it's coming back because cases are rising. Right. But then it was monkeypox. Monkeypox. A global concern. Yes. Cases of monkeypox are rising. Right. And instead of figuring out, right. okay, how to keep people from getting monkeypox. Yes. Now we are... Looking at it from a racially charged perspective. perspective. Yeah. So now monkeypox, right. the name of it, yeah. is offensive. Well, and, and now it's up for like debate of what should the name be. Cockpox. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, look, it's, it, they're basically saying it's a sexually transmitted disease for the most part. 95% of the cases, sexually transmitted disease. And namingly in the male homosexual community, community the gay community, right? Right. I guess male or female can be gay, so we'll say guy on guy. Homosexual males, yeah. guy on guy. <laughs> That's one way to paint a picture, Ben. 
man the guy on, on guy man. community. You're right. The, <laughs> I'm the, trying to be PC here. Okay, you're doing very well. So the guy on guy gay community <laughs> is where most of this is coming from, apparently. Okay. But why? Why is it turned into a race thing? Because the word monkey yeah. has been used as a derogatory term, term towards the African-American community. Yep. Not monkey pox, just the word monkey. There's a negative connotation. Racist people say those kinds of things. Name is up for debate now. There's because, an opening because, to take the place of monkey pox right. because a certain demographic is feeling offended correct by the name but it came from monkeys right so normally when other diseases or viruses yeah they normally get their names yes from the origin the place the animal where it occurred right so if it came from a fucking monkey why can't you call it monkey pox or a lion then you could call it lion pox right I mean, People or a would rat. probably like that. Rat one. pox. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Cock. It came from a cock. <laughs> so we're calling it cock pox. Well, I mean, that's probably more of a literal definition of it in a sense, although it does cover your whole body. I saw a video of a guy with it and he was like, it looked horrible, dude. Oh, dude, it looks brutal. You get that. You're going to be scarred for fucking life. Oh, it's horrible looking. Yeah, it's nasty. COVID, you can't see it. This is like bubbles and boils on your skin that all like, over i guess they swell till they pop what do you think it should be called i think it should be called what it is yeah i mean monkeypox was a big time you know name that caught fire immediately monkeypox <laughs> look at the bigger picture get your sensitive ass yeah out of here this whole let's change the name Social let's justice, change though. history no history is never pretty I mean, most of it hasn't been. Not no. when it comes to this country. I mean, you can go back to, I mean, or any country. There's it, a lot in history that was unjust, unfair. And untold. And untold. You know, who uh, you, tells history? That's how we've evolved yeah. to where we are today. Hopefully. Hopefully I mean, in truth. Pope just said there's no hell. What? Yeah. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> Pope, Pope John just said there's no hell, dog. Man, what the fuck does he know? No, I'm yeah, just like, exactly. I'm living in it. How does he know? <laughs> he doesn't know where I live. That's how you learn is, okay, you look at history and it's unsavory. Fuck, we're not that anymore. Right. You know, we've evolved. Right. We're better. We're nicer. Absolutely. Well, we try to be. I mean, for the most part, I'm not proud of our history in many senses. Like, yeah. I'm not proud of having slavery. People were a product yes. of their times. Well, and in slavery, people were the product. At what point are we going to draw the line? I guess never, because now that we have this culture of being like, oh, you can't say that. Now, I'm not promoting racist, you know, slurs, but dude, no one is naming monkeypox because of a race. Yeah. It's named after its fucking origin. The monkey? So the monkey. What's another word for monkey? Orangutan. Primate. Or, uh, primate. Primate pox. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's kind of got a ring. Primate pox. We should submit that. But but I'm talking about just in general. Like, yeah, we're talking about monkey pox right now, but I'm talking about... Overall? Overall reaching 
No, Everything someone says has a racial undertone. Well, it doesn't. Yeah, but you have to look at it, dude. I mean, these are these are all tools used to control those of us that are on the lower rung of society. And I don't care if you're worth a hundred million dollars, you're on the lower rung of society. So all of us that are out here in society, we in throughout the world, we are fed these narratives to keep ourselves against one another. If it could be race, it could be gender, it could be sex, sexual orientation, all of these these things with the racism, sexism, all of the uh, you know bigotry and so forth that is advertised and and people are attacked for. These are things that are put down by our betters, quote unquote, the ruling class, to keep us arguing with each other, dude. These people that have been around ruling the world for the last couple thousand years. They're no different than we are, but one thing that they do is they control. I just think that all of these things are mechanisms used on society to control society. That's what I think racism is. Not that it's not real. I'm not saying it's not real. Uh, I'm saying it was created, and it was created by a ruling class of people. And it's been that way all the way back through history. If you look at history, it's always been the ruling class of people who are coming down upon the common class of people. It's no different today. If I can make American people hate other American people, then I can do whatever I want. Right. And they just bicker amongst themselves. If it's black and white or Asian and black or freaking, you know, Latin and Asian or, or, or whatever. I agree with you. And I think that the term was intentionally put out that way so that it could be race baited. After it got really popular and it would spark a debate on race and how racism is not a thing or it is a thing or this is racist or you're racist because you even said my, you know what I'm saying? And so it's intentional. I mean, the whole thing to me pre-planned. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm not saying I'm a fan of Tucker Carlson. I'm not saying I'm a fan of Fox News. I personally think Fox News, CNN, they're all spinning their own narrative that meets the type of media they're promoting. Yeah, absolutely. I do find comedy yeah. in, in some of the shit that both of these networks say. I do too. I like people who speak for what they believe, whether it's what I believe or not. Monkeypox is about the coolest name ever for a disease. Can't come tonight, I got the monkey. But they are changing the name because racism or something. Well, for once, we don't know who they are. We're not going to allow it. We're going to change the name this time. We're going to do it with the public's help because democracy is real. So we had a vote. There was no ballot harvesting. You can trust our counting. And the new name for monkeypox is now officially, and we're declaring it, Schlong COVID. <laughs> that won our audience election with about 40% of the vote. Schlong COVID. I got that Schlong COVID, dog. But doesn't that mean now the gay community who this disease is primarily yeah. affecting across the yeah. board? Right is going to be offended. Of course. By schlong COVID. Absolutely. That's the way they do it. Let's, let's uh, first, let's put it on something that's going to offend African-Americans. Then we'll just move it right on over to the gay crowd since it's uh, primarily a gay sexually transmitted disease. Wonder what it'll be after that. Schlong COVID. <laughs> it does have a nice ring to it. Though. Schlong COVID. I wonder what it'll be after Schlong COVID runs its course. I don't know. We'll have to have another uh See how it topic. mutates. <laughs> 
It's awful. So um, we have a listener that has asked us for a piece of relationship advice, Ben. Oh, good. Another person has come to the Man Fused podcast for it. Send your questions. We love them. We do. Go to manfused.com. This listener, Daryl, lives in California, and he wants us to weigh in on this topic. How we honestly feel about dating somebody seriously who comes from a previous abusive relationship. From what I am to understand, emotional yeah. abuse sometimes is even worse than physical abuse. Yes. Because physical abuse you can see. Right. You can see bruises. You can see the destruction yes. on your body that that yeah. has been done to you. Right. Where emotional abuse are like cuts right. that you can't see right. and so getting treatment and getting help for that right can be a whole nother ball game yes how do i feel about getting into a relationship with somebody who has been abused whether it be verbally or physically yeah i'm not saying i would run but how people, would you know though i mean that's well, the whole thing sometimes they would have to tell you basically well hey listen i this is just want to let you know this is something that happened to me in a past relationship, and otherwise you wouldn't know. Well, right? Eventually you will because right. you'll be able to see it. But I'm just saying, I wonder if this person is talking about like they just met somebody. I mean, do they give some detail? Do they just meet them? They didn't specify. Yeah. So you got two rules of thought in my mind. Right. This person, you're getting to know them. You either see the signs of it. Yeah. Because of how they act, or they have started to open up because typically yeah. when you start dating somebody you're going to talk about their sure. ex they're going to say oh my ex and whether they're trying to not give you too much information i don't want to know right but they're going to open up you're going to see clues of right it. if this person is actively working on it yeah they know that they, some people might not even realize the damage that's been done to them. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I think we're all a victim of physical and emotional abuse, both of them. But to different extremes. To different degrees and extents. But yeah, I think that, you know, understanding that about someone as part of who they are and also understanding, are they a victim of that abuse or are they taking steps to get through the effects of it, do they look at it as something that made them stronger, or something that's holding them or more back. mature? Or do they look? Yeah, do they look at it as something that's holding them back? Well, because the uh, last thing that you want is to have that person drag the abuse into your relationship. Are they going to act out what has been done to them in previous relationships on you? Right. Uh, are they going to make your life a fucking living nightmare? Yeah, like trust issues. Trust issues, verbal abuse, right. insults. That shit starts off under the radar. Right. And it can get real nasty yeah. once you have committed yourself to somebody where Absolutely. you don't want to walk away. Maybe there's kids involved. Maybe you see effects it's having on their children. That's right. Maybe you might even be getting with somebody who's already got kids from a previous yeah. emotional or physical abusive relationship. Yeah. 
I say go for it. Drink whiskey, you know. I mean, smoke some weed. I would say proceed cautiously. (laughs) If this person is self-aware, which a lot of people are not. Yeah. They're not self-aware of how their actions affect other people, how their moods affect other people. Right. And if they're not self-aware and you're going to try to point stuff out to them and they're not going to want to hear it, you might want to run for the fucking hills. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard to deal with. The longer it goes, it gets more and more difficult to deal with because, you know, people become set in their ways. So you might think, hey, this is something that eventually I'll be able to work out or eventually I'll be able to fix them or eventually kind of a thing. And eventually they'll get the help they need. Right. And, and the truth is that it just gets worse over time um, if they don't. So you just have to know that. And the likelihood that they will is small because at the end of the day, it does require self-reflection. It does require taking ownership of the situation. And it requires reliving that trauma right. to get help. Right. I mean, going to find help will be an uncomfortable yeah, process. Absolutely. And then nonetheless showing up and yeah. paying right. money yeah. for the help that some people might think they don't even fucking need. Yeah. And sometimes too, man, people's bad sides bring the best out of the collective, you know? Like I think in some way we're all kind of fucked up. We you know are. what I mean? Oh, absolutely. No and, one's perfect and we all have baggage. And and so your significant other ultimately is going to have baggage no matter what you do. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to be maybe they were cheated on or maybe someone walked out on their life. Maybe they were physically abused. And all of those are horrible things that happen. And something about you know accepting someone as they are and hopefully being accepted as you are and then working together to overcome those things a lot of times we're attracted to people from a solution perspective that are broken yeah you know and maybe they could help me fix my shit i know i'm not i know i don't have it all together i will give you a hint broken people are great in bed yeah yeah well exactly <laughs> which you know i love a broken person <laughs> It's a really tough topic because, hey, we're all kind of fucked up, man. I would say tread carefully. Yeah. Use the signs and or the information that has been disclosed. If you have someone that's being honest with you from the get-go, they've been in an abusive relationship, they just got out of one, I would ask questions. And you should be able to decide whether this person is going to be eager to get the help they need. That's right. Talking to somebody. When I was younger... I wasn't the most easy child. Right. I come from a family of divorce, but I didn't have a abusive home where right. my dad and my mom were drug addicts and cussing at each other, right. fighting. I mean, I can only remember one real big, like explosive, fuck you, fuck you, yeah. no, fuck you. So it was pretty much hidden from us, but they did have to sit us down and say that, you know, they were getting a divorce. I was going to live with mom and me and my brother were and, um, you know, dad was going to come on the weekends. And my dad did. He didn't leave us compared to some. That's little house on the fucking prairie. Absolutely. In in terms of what a good divorce would look like. Yeah. You know, dad didn't say, oh, fuck Absolutely. you and and marry someone else and forget about my brother and I. I was having trouble in school and I had to go talk to a psychiatrist yeah. and a counselor and I was in um, a group session too. Right. And at that time, I hated it. Yeah. I wasn't paying for it. My parents were. Right. 
And I'm not fucked up because of it. I wasn't fucked up then, I don't think, by it. I understood that, okay, well, while it is sad that my parents are divorcing, it's sad. It's going to be different. Right. But I kind of was of the mindset that, okay, y'all aren't happy together. Yeah. So go be happy apart. Yeah. And then to define happiness. That's just it. What you just described, I think, is a big part of the trauma that you go through as a young person because it puts you in a situation where you have to verbalize that and understand that your parents are going to live separate lives. And so what does that mean for you? I mean, you're still going to live with your parents, but it also separates you from the family unit in a way where it's like, well, hey, I guess I've got my own life to live too. I'm not happy either with this bullshit. I'm going to do what makes me happy. And then you become rebellious, right? Right. My parents weren't divorced, so I I didn't go through that. I mean, thankfully, although just like you said, if it would have been better for them, then Then go do it. Current day, I wish I had somebody paying Mm -hmm. for a psychiatrist. That might be something I explore in the future. I'm here for you. That's what this show is all about. about. Right. Okay. (laughs) Should I lay down on the couch now? I'm going to put on some soothing music. Oh, thank you. And and ask me how that made me feel. No, it's interesting you say this because I've dealt with a lot of trauma in other areas and I have sought help and I found and paid for it on my own nickel and didn't tell anybody about it. And dude, I mean, to me, it's like all of the help that I sought. eventually I felt like it was just a sales pitch. Really? Yeah. The first couple sessions are great because you can just get to pour your heart out. And then after that, it's like, I don't really want to go talk to this person. Right. Like, I, you know, well, like, do you think that might be because you didn't find the right person that you connected with? That could you be liked. And I mean, I'm still I'm still open to to talking or dealing with anybody. Well, Ben, a, let me be your psychiatrist. Now, yeah. let's reverse roles. Yes. Why don't you lay down and I'll put on some soothing music? <laughs> OK. And you can tell me your we can inner get two demons. couches. Yeah. We can, <laughs> how about we just both lay down together, like separate, <laughs> but together <laughs> on two different couches. Oh, on two different At couches. At the same time. Right. And and we'll put on soothing music and see what yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> see where the road takes us. You just speak us. up when you want to say what you want to say. <laughs> Fuck you, mom! <laughs> How did that make you feel? Oh, my God. That's kind of funny. But, but getting back to what I was saying, though. Not my mom, I was saying. No, you know. yeah, no, yeah. no, no, not you. Have somebody that was non-biased yeah. that I could get a different perspective on maybe the way I act sometimes yeah. or react yeah. sometimes. I'm Just after this, I might have just talked myself into therapy. You may have. Maybe. So we appreciate email. Yes. Because it even caused us to reflect upon ourselves. And how much of a loser. How fucked up we are. <laughs> Our poor wives married us. We don't know what to tell you other yeah. than we're lucky. We got married. Yeah. Good <laughs> luck. So I want to shift gears and I want to tell a story, an unsolved mystery. Hmm. I'm going to title it, Where the Fuck is Aunt Melba? Oh, this is at your home. This is where Man Fused changes genres, changes genres and goes, true crime. Now, let me paint this picture. Okay. I'm not going to give out too many of the details right now. I am waiting on the investigator, the detective, right, to see if he will relinquish to me mm. 
all of his case files yeah. because he has been unable to crack the case. Interesting. When I moved into my neighborhood about six and a half years ago, I became friends with all the people in my cul-de-sac. If you yeah. are not from this country, you might not have cul-de-sacs right. in your um, neighborhoods, in your area. But I live in a neighborhood that has its own entrance. Cul-de-sac is a circle at the end of a road where you can turn around and go the other way. Correct. And, Thank it, you, and it accommodates more homes around the circle. So it's a micro neighborhood in and of itself. Correct. The cul-de-sac. Thank you. The cul-de-sac. I just estate. like it you because know. it's got I do sack this all day. at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ben is a real estate mogul. He's a coxman and a crooner. And I'm uh, great at verbalizing what a cul-de-sac is. So I live at the back of the neighborhood yeah. in the dead center of the sack, the right. cul-de-sac. So I befriended a lot of my neighbors. One guy I became really close with, I think it was after a year of living there, he was telling me about the former owner's... I guess if you're looking at my house to the left of me, our property borders. Yeah. It used to be occupied by these two gay guys. Right. Um, and they lived there for a few years. One of the gentlemen had an aunt yeah. that came and lived with him, Aunt Melba. Interesting. Aunt Melba lived there for a number of years. In the basement? Yes, I guess she lived in the basement. Okay. Um, from what I was told. And my neighbor who was lived here through many homeowners mm -hmm. coming and going said that he saw her a few times and then he no longer saw her at all at all apparently the guys moved out broke up separated and left about a year after they left and my timeline might not be exact mm -hmm. detectives showed up mm. to the cul-de-sac yeah. knocking on doors asking if they had seen you know aunt melba aunt melba because Aunt Melba had disappeared. Wow. But yet her pension checks from the railroad company, where she had worked for many years, yeah. continued to get cashed. Interesting. So I was told this information, and I was like, well, that's kind of fucking freaky. Now, the previous owners now, because they had moved and separated, um, one had gone to jail for making meth, mm. and the other one had uh, moved out to California from what I heard. Interesting. So they were questioned about the whereabouts of Aunt Melba. Yes. Because the railroad company was looking at their books. Right. Going, wow, Aunt Melba is about 100 years old. Wow. We need to send her some form of letter Absolutely. that was requesting, almost demanding a response, but very nicely, like, of course, congratulations, you are a hundred years old. You are our oldest right. pension yeah. receiver. We'd like to give you an award. Yeah. Please respond. Please respond in a way saying, are you fucking still are alive? Are you alive or not? Right. Like, yeah. what's happening? Right. Of course, Aunt Melba doesn't respond. So they say Aunt Melba, who had been suffering from some dementia, decided one day to walk out the front door and walk out the neighborhood. Never came back. Never came back. No one went to look for Aunt Melba? You think she's still riding in that VW van? Cross country? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Doubtful. How old would she be now? 106. She'd be long gone. But what I'm saying is, if she did decide to walk out the neighborhood and disappeared into yeah. thin air, well, there'd be a Jane Doe. 
there would be a body somewhere. Right. I just did a Google search on her and um, she shows up as 106 years old, um, past addresses, but there's no obituary. There's no deceased. There's no body. I went on, fast forward a little bit. I was told the story. Yeah. And about a year and a half ago, I get a knock on my door from the detective. The detective. Freaky. Is asking us questions. Yeah. We didn't live there the last time. The detective tells me that they want to bring a cadaver dog out. To your house. And to my neighbor's house. Right. Okay. Yeah. This is the second time a cadaver dog has been out to these properties looking Interesting. for the body of Aunt Melba. Now, how would a cadaver dog be able to smell her body so long after a potential it's a burying. fucking great question. I mean, like, t- what is it, 10 years have gone by or whatever? It's a fucking great question yeah. because on the day the cadaver dog came out, I was fucking enthralled yeah. and curious as a motherfucker. So I went and spoke to the dog's handler Yeah, because I have questions. Yeah, of course. If Aunt Melba right. is buried. Right. In your backyard. Or in, because our, our yards adjoin. Yeah. What are the signs? What is the dog going to do right. if the dog smells a body or right. a cadaver? Well, the dog sits down. Yeah. Just kind of like a dog does when they smell drugs. Yeah. They're supposed to sit. That's the signal. That is the signal. He also told me, I'm like, well, how far down can the dog smell? If you bury a body in the dirt and grass starts to grow, plants start to grow, a tree starts to mm. grow, it will have the scent of the cadaver oh my god on the tree that's disgusting and beautiful at the same time but yeah (laughs) it makes me want to plant an oak on my grave right right so they (laughs) can smell me right they can (laughs) smell me but isn't that crazy yeah so the dog will pick up on the scent of what has grown there wow because there was a body buried in the soil that's amazing so the dog went through the house now there has been some additions added on to this home But the dog can smell through the fucking concrete. I mean, it could be like, I don't know that there is a time constraint when the scent of a cadaver will be embedded in everything. I went on air because I'm part of a morning radio show that's syndicated and I was, we're always needing content. And so when I found out a cadaver dog was coming to my house yeah. to sniff around, yeah. I'm like, dude, there could be a dead body next to me, somewhere buried. Right. So I talked about it on the radio. Well, I get an email from a woman whose daughter and her were riding in the car and heard this segment of wow. me talking about it. Wow. And she said to herself, this sounds exactly like a property that I leased to a gay guy that had just broken up from his boyfriend years ago who had an aunt that was going to come live with him, but she never met the aunt. Wow. Sent me this long email. She said the coincidence is... Too close. It's too close. Yeah. I take the email and I forward it to the detective who had just been at my house. Well, the detective follows up Brings the cadaver dog out to the property yeah. that she owned, right? Which was multiple acres, yeah. you know, somewhere um, north of here. Yeah, turned up nothing. Right. So that is where the mystery ended. 
Now, the detective, the last time I spoke with him, I forwarded him that. He had followed up. I hadn't heard anything since. Right. But the haunting and the whereabouts of Aunt Melba. I can't stop thinking about sweet old Aunt Aunt Melba. Melba. Now, I don't know Aunt Melba. (laughs) Aunt Melba could have been a bitch. You never know. But in my mind, Aunt Melba, the sweetest aunt you could imagine. Watching Wheel of Fortune. What the fuck did they do with Aunt Melba? Smoking Virginia Slims. Because pension checks kept coming and they kept cashing them. Could track that aspect. Well, they did. I contacted the detective and I said, hey, this is who I am. Do you remember you came out to my place? I wanted to get an update. See if anything has happened in the case. Yeah. He regretfully informed me that nothing has happened. Right. That last he heard the feds were considering pressing charges about the pension fraud. Right. Ultimately, he might serve a few years, possibly for that, if they pursued it. Right. But as far as Aunt Melba came, there's been nothing. Nothing at all. And I said, well, listen, if you haven't made any headway, and this is a cold case, we don't know where Aunt Melba's body is, will you release the information you have gathered? Right. Timelines. Yeah. Things of that nature that I could... Talk about on my podcast. Right. Talk about on our radio show. Yeah. Revisit it with more facts that I have. Yes. More color. Ben H and I on Man Fused want to find Aunt Melba. Aunt Melba. I wonder where she is. That's what I'm saying. They did something with her. No doubt. There's no the doubt. The guy that's cashing the pension checks did it. I think the other guy, that his partner. He might have been the one that actually did it. He's the one making meth. Well, could have been a joint effort. They Did were you ever see together. Breaking Bad? Of course. How they dissolved bodies and vats of acid that was well, and well, if I'm not mistaken, used to make and meth I could or be whatever. wrong. The one guy who was put in jail for meth was some form of chemist. Done. Aunt Melba was dissolved in a barrel, like on Breaking Bad. Could be and they, dumped or, out, or they could have buried her. Yeah, but a chemist wouldn't bury someone. They would know about the cadaver dog. So my goal of this, and you know what? We are not investigators, but we are smart. Yet. Yet. (laughs) But what I'm saying is that time of talking about it on air. Yeah. Produced a lead. Yeah. Bringing this back with more facts. Right. Names, dates could sum up another lead. Yes. The property where I live, where we are sitting right now, many years ago, behind me, wasn't developed. Mm -hmm. It was all land. Right. It makes me wonder how many cases there are out there like this that are just dead ends. Cold cases. Just, I'm talking murder cases. That's what I'm, tons. Like, we know the people are missing. We know who probably did it, but we can't prove it. Because we can't find their body. Can't find their body. We've interviewed the people. Their story's their story. Well, they're broke up. They probably hate each other now. Yeah. If they disposed of the body together, well, they are in that together. Because if one goes down, the other one's going down for murder. Yeah. So regardless if one's in jail and one's not, they're not going to come up with that. See, if I was the detective, I'd go to the meth guy and be like, look, we know you did the shit. But you're not the one that's been cashing the checks. But guess what? You are in jail for meth. So I'm going to cut you a deal. You testify. Tell us what happened. You won't be charged with murder. And we'll let you out. I'm sure they've gone that route. 
I mean, I would think. You know what? I can question the detective. Maybe we could call the detective and ask it. Maybe we should dial him up right now. (laughs) So my goal, hopefully he was going to check with his superiors to see if they could release some information to me to where we might be able to put it out to the community on the radio with the show I'm a part of, and on our podcast. Somebody should be Aunt Melba for Halloween. Dude, you should have a party called Aunt Melba's Halloween Party. Oh, we could. We're celebrating Aunt Melba. I mean, dude, Aunt Melba needs to be, you know. We need to, we need to put her on a dude, pedestal. that is a cool thing. You could do Aunt Melba's Halloween. Halloween. Aunt Melba's Freaktacular. Yeah. <laughs> Spooktacular. This is an Aunt Melba thing. Yeah. <laughs> so we want justice for Aunt Melba. Right. This is an unsolved mystery. And you know what? It doesn't matter where in the globe you are. If you have something similar, you have a story about- Unsolved mystery? That you want to share with us. I don't care how crazy it is. Yeah. We'll check it out. Please let us know. Hit us up at manfused.com. We thank you for your time, and we thank you for listening. Share the show. See you later. Out.